Welcome to the next episode of Podcats, where we talk to the cast, crew, and pit of the upcoming play, Spamalot. Podcats, bringing the eye to your ear. Uh, I'm Ian Thompson, along with Andy Ryan, Lauren Hahn, Colin Frank, and Kaylee Hahn. Um, so you guys are all involved in Spamalot, and so, I mean, just go around and introduce yourselves. So I'm Andy Ryan, and I'm playing uh, King Arthur in Spamalot. I'm Lauren Hahn, I'm playing Lancelot, and I go to St. Joseph Academy. I'm Colin Frank, I go to St. Ignatius, and I play the father and ensemble in Spamalot. I'm Kaylee Hahn, I play Patsy, I'm also the dance captain, and I'm from Magnificat High School. Alright, so then, I mean, you guys kind of mentioned what roles you're playing, but how have you guys become involved in the show, and like, what are you guys doing? So, uh, I got involved because the director was my teacher last semester, and he kept talking about it and about how fun of a show it was going to be, and I checked it out, and I really enjoyed the people that I would be working with, and I got really lucky, and I got to play King Arthur. Um, I got involved in the fall because I auditioned for The Odd Couple because they were thirsting for girls to audition, so I auditioned. And I got the part, and then I was introduced to the Ignatius Theater Program, and I really like it, so I sticked with it for the musical. Uh, Mr. Hoover was my teacher, and I wanted to, like, he was talking about Spam a lot, and I always liked Monty Python, so I thought that I would do it and see what happened. Um, I did the musicals here my freshman year and my sophomore year, and uh, I didn't do a show last year, so take a break, but I decided to come back this year. Had a good time. All right, so then, I mean, speaking of you know, coming to Ignatius to do plays. Lauren and uh, Kaylee, both of you guys came to Ignatius to do plays, but, I mean, you have plays at your own school. What made you guys come here? Um, I liked how diverse uh, Mr. Hoover likes to involve girls. Like, he doesn't just, like, select girls only from all-girls high schools. Like, he'll choose girls that are public schooled, and we have, like, a girl who's homeschooled. So it's not like only all-girls schools can audition here. It's like any girl from anywhere can. I like that. Um, <laughs> the, the musical thing, you can mention that. Okay. Um, ma, let's see. Magnificat does a musical in the fall, but they do a play in the spring, so I came here so that I could do musicals all year round, and Ignatius puts on some pretty quality productions. All right, so then what work have you guys done preparing for the show? Um, the same thing that every actor does just to start us off, like, reading and writing your lines over and over and over again, um, and also, like, studying a lot of different actors, like, for myself, I have to be King Arthur, so I have to be very proud and confident, so, you have to study a lot of actors and personal role models that you feel, um, uh, personify that sort of confidence and pride that you're looking for? Um, to prepare just for the show in general, like rehearsals, we had a lot of singing practices to begin with, and I'm in choir at my school, so I think that it was kind of vocally straining at first because of how much singing and talking and all that fun stuff was going on. Uh, for me, I just tried to work on my character because he's supposed to be really, really angry, and I think I can manage that fairly easily. And then also we did a bunch of choreographing and singing and singing and singing and singing. And then we would block our scenes. And that was fun. That went well. 
Very nice. So then what is blocking? Just um, to... Blocking, you find out where you're going to be, how you're going to come on the stage, how you're going to exit, and like what you're going to do on the stage, and how you do it, and you work with the props and stuff, so it helps. So yeah, you're going to do your scene, you know? Yeah, in the beginning we did mostly a lot of vocal work, and we learned the choreography before we started doing any blocking. So um, it was a lot of work, especially in the beginning, to get all that done. But um, for my character, I watched the movie a few times. It was just a little challenging because uh, me and Lauren, we play characters that are actually boys in the original production. So it was a little interesting trying to get into that character development. So then, I mean, you guys are talking about the rehearsal process. What was your favorite parts of the whole thing? Uh... My favorite part was getting to meet and get to know a lot of people that I don't think I ever would have been able to talk to before. Um, a lot of our leads, and I mean, even like uh, Lauren and Kaylee, I don't think I ever would have had the chance to like have serious time to talk with them if it weren't for the show. Um, yeah, any, any moments stand out? Uh, yeah, starting the running gag that... Um, Kaylee is the main character of the show, um, because she's so talented that she just outshines everyone. I'm so not the main character of the you show. You are the main character. Dance captain, the, the entire show is just about Patsy, you know? That is a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For clarification. Any of you guys? Um, one of my, like, favorite moments of the rehearsal process so far would be when we finally got down this really hard dance that, like, everybody was struggling with, and there was one day where it all clicked for everyone, and we were all together, and it sounded good, and it looked good, and it felt good. I just enjoy meeting new people, because I've made a couple of friends, and I enjoy doing my scene, like, blocking my scene, because I just, like, see ways that I can improve upon it, and it's just a lot of fun with the main character over here. She's pointing to Patsy in case those She's she's I'm a man. Well yeah. All right, well anything else you guys want to mention? Go see Spam. Yeah, go see Spam. And alright. So thank you. Thank you guys. Next, let's hear from the crew. I'm Tom Forensic, I'm deck chief for Spamalot. I'm Ian O'Donnell, I'm the stage manager for Spamalot. Okay, cool. Um so, how did you guys get involved with Stage Crew? I'll go first then. Um, so, I was originally, I uh, just tried out for the musical itself. Uh, and then through some role switching and various conversations with actual uh, staff, I ended up being the assistant stage manager. And then via another switching of roles, I became the stage manager. So, it was a <laughs> couple steps I took to get there. But it wasn't what I started out as. And I uh, started out with uh, 12 Younger Men my sophomore year. I uh, found that was a lot of fun and then helped out with uh, The Odd Couple in October. And following that, um, I was asked to do uh, Deck Chief for Spinwall. Nice. So for like getting ready for the show, how does the design process work? As far as scenic design, which is uh, what I was involved with, I met with Mr. Gannon, the uh, manager of the Brain Center, um, who has, I believe, 30 years of theater experience, um, and he wa- helped walk me through the process. We started out by drawing or figuring out what needed to be in each scene, 
drawing out like a floor plan for each scene of what the stage would look like, and then finally doing like a front-on uh, drawing for lighting. Cool. And what about you? I didn't design anything. Oh uh, well, like what's <laughs> uh, what about your role? Or um, most of what I started out as would just uh, a lot of paperwork stuff, uh, logistic things, figuring out things. Okay. Uh, what is your guys' favorite thing about stage crew? Personally, I enjoy um, the evenings, well, the shows, and then the uh, evenings and nights after the shows, uh, especially Friday night. Uh, after the odd couple, we went out to get pancakes at midnight, and that was something I'm not used to doing, and it was actually kind of fun. My favorite thing was the cast activity we had for Spamalot, which includes crew and pit and everyone else. That was fun, too. Went uh, laser tagging for six, eight hours? Six. Six hours. Jeez. Yeah, till that like was, two a.m. Something like that. Maybe it was twelve. So for this show, like, what do you guys think the biggest challenge is? The biggest challenge that I have, or continue to have, and had, is making sure everyone knows what they're doing. Uh, so for the first time, we're like running through the show. It's like, all right, we're figuring everything out. So if you don't know it, that's fine because we haven't decided it yet, or things like that. But after we go through it a couple times and people still don't get things like that, it's almost like just pay attention, just listen a little bit more, and maybe we would do better. But we're getting there still. We're about a, we're a couple weeks out now, so, and we're pretty much there. Yeah, and my biggest trouble was trying to find enough people to help uh, build the set because it is there are so many different uh, pieces, um, and I was having a hard time getting uh, regular volunteers. Uh, so what is, what's the set like? Uh, it mostly consists of um, several small uh, pieces that move on and off for different scenes, as well as uh, we have a couple of drops, um, and there are two permanent uh, fixtures mounted to the stage that we use. Nice. Oh, what's a drop? Uh, a drop is basically like a big stage-sized curtain. Um, not like one of the blue velvet ones, but... Uh, it's more of a plain material, just to add in a sense of depth to the stage. Um, so, how about would you guys like to tell us something special about Stage Crew that we might not know? Uh, you're here very late. <laughs> yeah, you, you you work some fun hours. It is a really really big time commitment. Um, I've been here. I've been coming since probably Christmas break, um, at least three nights a week, if not more. Uh, so it's been it's been a pretty big time commitment. And then for rehearsal itself, it's uh, four days a week, Monday through Thursday, uh, from four to usually about seven. Uh, I usually don't get home till eight, though. Jeez, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, so why do you think that people should come see the show, or what's like a good selling point for it? It's a really funny show. Um, we have a lot of really, really talented people, both uh, on stage and behind the scenes, as well as in the booth, um, working on it, uh, as well as pit musicians, too. Uh, plus, it's a pretty funny show. Yeah, I agree with that. You'll get some good laughs out of it. And, that was, and that's the goal of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next, let's hear from the pit, along with a sample of one of the songs played in Spamalot. 
I'm Ian Thompson, alongside Alan Barr, Tim Fornadel, Alex Medeja, Grant Gottschalk, and Brian Kareem. Uh, and we're going to be talking. This, these are the guys in the pit um, for the for for spam a lot. So, guys, what are you guys? What are you doing for the show? Some. So basically, <laughs> we're just playing the music that goes along with what everyone else is doing on stage. We're the guys below the stage. We generate the noise that everyone else dances and or acts to, basically. And sings, don't forget the And singing. sings, of course. Yeah, we kind of provide um, the background that makes acting a little more interesting. It takes it from just music um, that is vocally sung to music involving actual instruments, um, which is kind of a cool thing to do. Especially because spam a lot. As we know, Spamalot has a lot more zaniness going on on stage than most other musicals do, so they use us and our music to amplify that and accentuate it. Yeah, all of the uh, weird sounds that you get to hear are most likely coming from under the stage. <laughs> that would be us. So then, what goes into rehearsing the music, especially for those weird sounds you're talking about? Um, <laughs> some of the weird sounds in particular, I have the distinct pleasure of growling into a trumpet, which is a very interesting experience. Um... It's kind of like rolling your R and like scratching your throat while buzzing your lips. Um, so like the sound of my voice. Yeah, but, yeah, but not. Um, <laughs> it's it's an there are a number of different things. A lot of it we use um, different mutes for. So we take different things and stick them in front of the holes of our instruments. There's also some of us. Well, not all of us, but some of us are also <laughs> switching back and forth between instruments. For instance, Tim over there is jumping back and forth between regular clarinet, bass clarinet. Brian, you switch between alto and tenor saxophone. Mm-hmm. Not all of us do that, but for those of us who can, we do just because it rounds out the sound better. So when do you when you switch? Do you have like one instrument right by your side, and then just like switch yeah. the song? Yeah. For the most part, anyone who has multiple instruments, we have a special instrument stand that we keep the instruments on, and when we have to switch instruments, we just quickly unclip it or quickly switch them out and in addition to us playing any zany sounds below the pit or below the stage that also provides some franticness for us to go along with what the actors are doing on stage which is kind of nice yeah stands are really high tech um they're literally just stands (laughs) they're they're a piece of plastic and metal that you can put your instrument on um yeah no they're outstanding alan please (laughs) yeah um i get to play um, more weird sounds. I get to play something called a piccolo trumpet. So I go from my normal trumpet to a piccolo trumpet. Um, and it's just like, like imagine like a normal trumpet, but like half the size. And it goes really high and sounds really bad. But it's supposed to sound bad, so that's why we do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you, I mean, obviously you guys have been rehearsing a lot. So what goes into rehearsing? Well, um, usually our rehearsals have been two hours after school. Uh, generally, we're given a schedule. Uh, ahead of time, listing out the pieces of music that we should prepare on our own. Um, we don't. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the times we don't have it prepared. Um, but we essentially go in there, we sit down, uh, we usually listen to the recording from the original Broadway production. Um, so, for example, one of the songs we were just doing was Nights of the Round Table. So we walked in there, sat the down, of a song. listened to it. Yeah, it's five it. pages of music um, with crazy key signatures. Um, but we sat down, we listened to it, fingered through, uh, gave it a dry run, and then we worked on it from there. For about an hour. And the nice part about working with all this, it's not happening now, but eventually come closer to the concert, we're actually going to be able to work with professional musicians who've actually, who actually have experience in doing professional plays. Uh, we have a few pianists and, I think, a guitarist. I want to say we have... A guitarist, a bassist, 
two keyboards with a professional three. trumpeter coming. Three keyboards, but we talked about getting rid of one. Um, uh, drum set? Drum set um, is professionally played by our assistant band director, uh, Mr. John Mullen. Um, he's an incredible... They're going to carry the pit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have... Alex, do you want to talk about our keyboard? Uh, we, have, uh, electronic? we have an electronic uh, mallet set, and it can play anything from a clarinet sound to timpanis to chimes to bells, xylophone, basically anything you could want in a convenient format for someone who knows how to play xylophone. Just for anyone who doesn't know what a timpani is, it's that uh, the big like booming in Star Wars. Yeah, imagine the big Star Wars uh, roll at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most iconic timpani uh, piece probably ever. I would say so. So what other kind of music do you play in Spamalot? Well, most of the music is has sort of jazzy feel to it, that, which I suppose is to be expected. There's a bunch of different styles that we go into, for example, in the night... It is a Knights of the Round Table, isn't it? It is. Yes, there was yes. one point where after we go from a very fast section, we transition into a jazzier sort of Las Vegasy feeling section, and we have little notes written in the music to tell us what style we're supposed to play with. And frequently these notes are very humorous. They convey a message, which is good. <laughs> They're very descriptive, and it's yeah. helpful. There is... Let's see, there's the stripper feel for one of them at that part. Stripper feel's awesome. <laughs> that, that's, that's a it, good it's, one. It's quite an interesting, quite there, an interesting way to play instruments. There's <laughs> another one that is, uh, I believe it said, tempo of a PBS documentary. Mm-hmm. I want to say mine said play arrogantly. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing game that. Show. There was, yeah, yeah, game, game show. Yeah, game show swing. There's a West Side Story. Yeah, so the music, I mean, it really goes all over the place. We have... Some um, like real lyrical pieces, um, like when the Lady of the Lake is especially present. We have some really obnoxious pieces. Um, and it's, it's really all over the place, um, which is cool. It provides us a number of different uh, styles to learn and skills to perfect, allowing us to become better musicians. The music is never boring, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you guys have been practicing this all over the place, but um, what's your favorite moments from practicing? Alright, um, so before the show, we have to do a uh, introduction to the show. We play a little bit of music before the show officially starts. And during practice, our French horn player uh, sneezed at the right time, and it was the most comedic sneeze you have ever heard. Something you put out like, of a cartoon. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was more comedic than that. Imagine, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, imagine like a, a Disney cartoon where they sneeze and it's all. Uh, hyped up and um, exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. So wait, was he? Did he sneeze while he was playing the French horn? No, no. no, no, no. So, <laughs> so the way like the whole introduction works, it's everyone's playing. It's like, and there's this really obnoxious trumpet solo that I get yeah, to play, which naturally I love because it's a trumpet solo. Um, and as a trumpet player, I'm very arrogant about my trumpet playing. Um, <laughs> we know but, that. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's it's it, it's written as irreverent and oblivious to the ensemble. So it starts off as like the normal piece. And then I start into going into this really fast rendition of Taps, um, which would be the irreverentness. Um, <laughs> and then I, I get to play the charge song. And then right at the end, I go... Cue the sneeze. And it just happened. We weren't even trying to get it. There's supposed to be a gunshot. And our French horn player, Caleb, sneezed instead. And it was iconic. And... 
I believe we actually wrote it in to be one of our cues that we're supposed to try to play. And we're, we're, we're joking around in the pit because we obviously need to have some fun in there. So we're joking around. We're like, if we keep that, we're going to have to put another sound cue in there to make it sound like water's hitting like a stand or a uh, piece of music. So you <laughs> oh, can yeah, hear that right. uh, almost uh, spittoon sound. But unfortunately, he has not been cooperating, and he has not played his part correctly ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> his part, as we say. But comedic value and jokes aside, working with the pit has given us a lot of time, a, a very long time to spend with each other. And so, and some of these people we've barely ever interacted with, because the band is a hundred large, and so you don't get to interact with everyone. The pit uh, combines a bunch of different people that you haven't really seen or talked to before, and it gives you the chance to make new friends, increase the camaraderie in the group. Everybody always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Something you've forgotten, and that's the laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Side of life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasts. For more episodes, visit www.sanignatiouseye.org. And for updates concerning future episodes, be sure to follow at S-I-H-S-E-Y-E on Twitter. Thanks again.